Yeah. Well, I've told you before that it's interesting how many like, like I, I spent a lot of my adult life not really paying attention to my religious anything. I was like, eh, I'll get to that later on. I don't know what, I don't know want to grapple God with God forbid that. you die before that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I focused a lot on economics, mm-hmm. which then parlayed into conservative values, which to me, I was like, I don't really even want to get into ideologies. Like, I don't want to call myself a conservative because then you're inherently tied to like a Christian value thing. And mm. then I have to grapple with, if I'm a conservative, I should be a Christian. And if I'm going to say I'm a Christian, I got to be a real Christian. I can't just like phone it in. And I, so I was like, oh, you could be a Catholic. Focus on the economics of it. And the economics, like I say, they tie into conservative values. Conservative values tie into Christian values, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, the tie, like ide- ideologically. But the idea of saving or um, what do you call it? Uh, like s- slowing down on, fu- on present consumption for the future. Mm-hmm. That is like, if I had to say one foundational thing that ties them all together, it's this idea that smart people... Christian people, whatever, like ha- whatever realm you're applying it to, they forego consumption today to have something for the future. And even down to like things like sacrificing, like in the Bible, it's all about sacrifice, a lot mm-hmm. of sacrificial things. And if you boil that down to just an idea, it's sacrificing something now for something presumably better in the future, which is just the same idea as an economic idea of like saving your money. It's the same idea. It's like, isn't it weird how biblical principles apply everywhere? Yeah. To, yeah. Everything that we do. And so it kind of like warmed like, me up. It's like God had a plan. I don't it's, know. It's like uh, it warmed me up to this idea that maybe I don't need to steer around the whole Christian thing and not deal with it right now, right? I, I go, well, I'm kind of already aligning myself that way. You know, I teach a class on Sunday morning if you want to come. Yeah, I think you've invited me once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it's a high school class. But you can, you I'll can fit right in. My sister was in town from Texas, and we had like zero people at church. And so I was like, I'll ah, just come to my class. It'll be fun. I need the people because we had like three people because everybody had corona. Anyway, well, you and I, you and I wanted to talk about what you texted me the other day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you gave that a lot of thought or if you're like, I was just throwing it out there. No, it's interesting because as much as I think that's what I would want to talk about, I feel like economics is going to be a strong. Undertone. Good. We'll sprinkle in some economics in there because I actually feel like it'll fit in. Mm-hmm. So you texted me. Let's. Uh, I don't know what you said actually. You're like, let's talk about the metaverse. The metaverse. The yeah. metaverse. Or did you just say the metaverse? I just said podcast idea. The metaverse. Oh, okay. And then my reply to you was what? Uh, nothing. In fact, you didn't <laughs> reply to the subsequent like four texts, and then I was like, well, guess I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I've replaced you. I, yeah. Was that a bad idea? What's going on? Just leave you hanging. It's immediate relief, but then I was a little bit like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't reply to you, but sometimes, like, in conversation, you know when you say something that doesn't need a reply? hmm And so you just kind of move on. They're like, hello, did you hear? Like, my wife always is that. Hey, are you going to respond? I'm like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. You told me. But and you I- have to acknowledge, dude, that because I do that, too. That's me in a nutshell, mm-hmm. that I don't reply to things that don't don't prompt me to respond. If you don't prompt me to respond, I might just not reply. Right. Even in real conversations, I might just be like, move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And it pisses people off though. Like that. Well, yeah. And especially in a group text mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, a text world. It's like, I just turned my back on you mm-hmm. a little bit. If it was real life, it would be like you talking to me and then me just turning around. Yeah. It's like, I know you saw it. Cause like it'd say red. So it's like, I could see the eyes, your eyes. <laughs> and then you just turn and walk. 
Now the thumbs up though that that's always one for oh, me. Oh, I like that one because yeah. I, I like that, but I also feel like some people perceive it as like. Are you ever on a group text with a non-Apple product user, and mm-hmm. then somebody says they 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 click the like button, but instead of it liking it, it says so and so liked this text yeah. message. Yeah. Okay. So the worst, most annoying thing, but my wife does that. And I feel like it's almost on purpose. She'll go back and like every single message. So all my messages, the next six messages are like, Rachel liked this message. Rachel liked this message. <laughs> Rachel like It's like, I get you liked it. Stop it. My favorite thing to do on actual group chats, not with poor people androids, is <laughs> I like to exit group chats that I find not interesting because it announces exited that you Exited the conversation. Yeah, exited the conversation. Oh, wow. Because then they can't get back at you. I mean, there's nothing they could do. There's no recourse. They can't get you back in. And then, Yeah, they're like, oh, Aaron's a oh, jerk. Wait, he left the oh, conversation. He doesn't care. He's way too cool. Wow. Dang. Yeah. That's a mean move. It is. But sometimes you ever have those, like, um, I think the last one that I, well, I don't know. I've done it for quite a few. But my wife's family has a group chat. Yeah. And my family has a group chat. Yeah, we have a few family group chats. And so, like, I invited, obviously, Lynn in, and I think at one point her sister was in there, and, like, in my family, and we have our own sense of humor, and we say things, and I I get the feeling she doesn't really care for our sense of humor too much, which is fine, but she hangs in there. Mm -hmm. But with her family stuff, I was like, I could only put up with it for so long. And then what was weirdest, and this is normal with group chats, radio silence for weeks, and then it would be like, you woke up to like 54 messages. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not. So I, did you exit the conversation? Exit the conversation. Oh my gosh, you're I've jerk. been out for a long time. You and are. It's a, did, who's, did they say something or you just don't relief. know? No, I don't think anybody really cares because oh, I'm Oh, they not, cared. I'm definitely not. You're a, being talked about I'm not their a back, presence in their sure. life because they're like all on the East Coast and I'm the, you know, I'm the West Coast. Yeah, but that's how you stay connected. They met me like twice. So? So I don't care. They don't care and I don't care, I think, is the, is the idea. Oh, you, that's, that's the feeling. Your perception of life sometimes is concerning. It's like you think people don't care, but they do care. And mm-hmm. so be, you take an attitude of not caring. So you think other people don't care. Yeah, that's true. I, I uh, project a lot of my own feelings. Yeah. I care about very little. You just, you tried to fix that microphone and you, you did nothing. Well, because you know, like when you turn the little thing and it makes that terrible rubbery noise yeah i was trying to avoid that but i guess i just gotta go yeah well i'll let you do that while i kind of you didn't do it assess me oh my word there sometimes i feel like you don't do anything it's better okay so you text me the metaverse and then i had already been thinking about some things and then i watched a tiktok on them and i was like oh yeah man there's a lot to this Mm -hmm. right now so i have a couple questions for you what what is the metaverse what is do you that? know the answer to that one? Well, I, I you know what this conversation is reminiscent of? It was like uh, 2009 when people would be like, what is the cloud? <laughs> right? And it was like... Is it going to take off? And then the running joke was like, nobody really knows what it is. But then young people would be like, oh, it's in the cloud. Don't worry about it. I, I, feel like I get the, it now. It's housed on a server somewhere. Yeah, it took you a long time. Okay. And I feel like it's that's... It's not just sitting in space. It does have to be housed in a server. I feel like that's the metaverse is it's this like uh digital universe and nobody really fully understands exactly the extent of it yet but I think everyone's learning <laughs> relatively quickly. I Are don't know. you familiar with the Oculus? Yeah, I'm not super familiar but I know a couple of people who have it and are like it's the best thing ever. Okay, well I don't know about the best thing ever, but we do have one. We have the first gen, not the Oculus Quest, <laughs> whatever the newest one is, right? So my son got it a couple years ago. He's always reading about newer technology. So I think we probably got it at its like inception uh, mm-hmm. when, when they could run without the computer. And it was cool. 
you know, not that many games out. But then we've been busting it out lately, and dude, it's so much fun. Hmm. We, we have the shooting game in there, and I don't know what is going on in this virtual reality, but it it, ha- it like moves for you. So you're just moving through this, I don't know, tunnel of people while you're shooting them, John Wick style. So much fun. Hmm. So. You start off on easy, move to medium, then hard. And all of a sudden, I'm playing hard. And I'm playing out here with a bunch of guys. And we're sweating. Mm-hmm. Like, just legit sweating. And I go, but I didn't move anywhere. I'm in, a, I'm in like a three-foot circumference. I can't, I can't move that much. Yeah. I'm, I'm going up and down, but why am I sweating? Like, in my mind is being tricked that I'm running because I'm breathing hard. I'm mm. like, and the people are like, why are you breathing so hard? And I go, because I'm fat and I, I, I ran in my mind. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Isn't that funny, too? Because you can think of situations where you would do nothing, but some sort of like emotional response would make you sweat. But yet the idea of doing a virtual virtual reality is very strange. Like I even listening to you, I was like, "How do you sweat and you didn't move? That doesn't make any sense." But, yet, but can't, yet, can't your mind make you? But you could get nervous, right? Like that's like I wasn't a, nervous. That's nice one try. of those things, though. Like you Just get nervous, it. you sweat, so it can happen. I was happen. good at that game. I wasn't nervous. I heard Oculus is is actually super cool, and then, I know there's like exercise games, so you can like. Yeah, I was running on the treadmill the other day, you know, mm-hmm. trying to stay with my goal here mm-hmm. for the New Year's resolution. And I was thinking, what if they had a virtual reality? While I'm running on the treadmill, I have this headset and, like, I could be somewhere else. That'd be kind of fun. Like, I'm actually running through something. And then I was like, no, that would be incredibly dangerous. It's super dangerous. <laughs> I feel like I, already feel I would like, die. I already feel like I'm seeing a ton of, like, TikToks and, like, reels of people who are, are, I don't know if it's Oculus or not, but they're like basically taking swings into the air and like hitting children and like smashing TVs. I have a video of my sister because we brought it to Texas and she almost fell out the window. <laughs> she kept backing up thinking she was getting shot and then almost fell out the window. Is there like not any boundaries where you like... There are, it like gives you, you draw your own boundary, but I don't know. I mean, until you hit it and then I put it probably too close to the window. It's not like we're on a second story or anything. So, so you you have this virtual reality, yes, which I think is a like that's a portion or facet of this thing because you could create your own avatar and in this new one you can go into these. Are you talking about metaverse or are you talking about? Uh, I think this is all part Oculus. of the metaverse. Oh, Oculus gotcha. is owned by whom? I don't know. Facebook. Oh, did you not know this? No. Oh yeah, Oculus by Facebook. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because I was like, well, how is everybody? Getting into the metaverse already, like, isn't there, like, equipment you'd have to get? Have you seen Ready Player One? Gloves. I know they talked about those gloves. No? Uh, I don't know about gloves. But anyway, you need to go home. You need to watch that movie because it is a good movie. And I do not think we're that far away from that. Well, I think that's that's the concern that, that, well, concern the intrigue maybe, the hype. I don't know. Is that this is, like, the first giant step towards us actually living in some sort of, like, virtual reality. I don't know. I feel like that's a... It's cool. It's a cool concept. But there's something about getting together and being in real life. And I in every one of these virtual reality movies... What's that uh, What's that one with uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Free Guy? It's, mm. it's, like, it's cool to be involved in that, but we want to be in real life. Yeah, but don't you right? feel like the younger generation and with every passing younger, subsequent younger generation... They care less and less. Like, like for example, you, obviously, when you were younger, you were like, hey, hang out with my friends, go play this, do that, do these physical things, and be in person, go to church. And there's a lot of younger people now who you know who would be totally fine just sitting in their basement sure. and just playing so this, video games. This is the this is where I think the economics portion comes in. Mm-hmm. There is virtual real estate that you can own. Yeah. Have you seen Snoop that? Snoop like, Dogg owns like a $4 million 
And if you want to be Snoop Dogg's neighbor, yeah, I mean, it's only $250,000, and you can be Snoop Dogg's virtual neighbor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but if mm-hmm. you're just looking at like a computer uh, Minecraft-style pixelated image of Snoop Dogg, it's not that cool. But if you could get it where it's almost hologram-ish, where it, it's close to being real life, and you could live in that and go, hey, what's up, Snoop Dogg? And he's actually in there, mm-hmm. and he's responding. I mean, that might be cool, right? Sure. But then there will, so this is, I, I feel like there's going to be just two classes of people in the future. And when I'm saying future, it's, it's far down the road. Mm. There will be these people that are rich in the metaverse and poor in real life. And there's going to be people that are rich in real life and poor in the metaverse. Mm. And that, my friend, will be us. Because well, we don't give a crap about being rich and fake crap. No, that's true. And I think in reality... Regardless of whether the metaverse takes off and becomes everybody's alternate reality and we all start living in virtual reality, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Meaning it's not going to become a profound part of our life in our lifetime. Now, if it were going to become that, where all of a sudden you're in you know, one of these future movies and everybody lives in virtual reality where nobody has real jobs anymore and we all meet in the metaverse and go to work in the metaverse and live there... That's going to be like my son's generation or further Yeah, beyond. and that has no interest. I think when you're talking practically about this term metaverse, they're just saying you use your phone for everything. It lives with you. It's, it's, it's attached to your hip, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you do from using, if you want to go, hey, can you just uh, add that up? Your calculator. You're like, well, I got a calculator. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you look that up? You have Google on you. You have, uh, do you want to hey, see pictures of my family? Do you, hey, can you pay for that? Like everything is on your wallet. Oh, can you just order some, you know, groceries? Mm-hmm. Everything you do is on your phone right now. You got into an accident in your car. Why don't you go ahead and shoot some pictures and file an insurance claim on your phone? Mm-hmm. You know, so everything it's, it's like that right there. They're going, okay, that's already a version of what they're mm-hmm. saying is the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And then, the next step would be like glasses, the glasses mm-hmm. that view everything and see everything, which I don't know if you've seen some of those smart glasses. Mm-hmm. I think Ray-Ban has mm-hmm. some. I'm, I'm super interested in those. Yeah. Well, I think, though, that if you were to go back 50 years and you were going to describe this generation, let's say your son or in the future my son, and the level to which they basically assign their life and their social status and their well-being through basically a virtual reality, those people 50 years ago would go, nah, I don't think that's going to take off. Yeah, but they never played Oculus. People really want to be together. (laughs) People really, nothing will substitute this, right? That's what people say when they don't see what's coming. Have you seen the movie? You're not answering my question. I didn't know you had a question in there. You're not responding to my comment. I you're right. I just shut the door on that one. Have you seen... What's it? No, but I really want to know. I don't know what you're asking. Let, here, let's try something that you're not used to. Put on your listening ears. <laughs> leave your virtual reality out of your hand, because that's the next I was going to bring up a movie. Okay? Yeah, I know. You're dying to bring up a movie. But I'm telling you, 50 years ago, you would not be able to convince those people that our kids live basically in virtual reality to the... They live their lives through their phones. Don't you see how that could be the same case with like virtual reality? Like we're sitting here going like, eh, we already basically do live on our phones, right? So how much worse could it get? And in in 50 years from now, we'd be like, oh, it could get way worse. You could literally be sitting with your Oculus on in your room, living your life. You go to Zoom in the metaverse. You go like, like classes in the metaverse. Your job's in the metaverse. You can do all this exchanging online, right? What do you really need reality for? Uh, Well, if you you say meet people, I'm going to smack you. 
What did what you say? Meet people. Meet that's people? what your whole thing is. I like to meet people. I want to know what they look like in real life. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to substitute uh, physical touch and relationships in that manner. Also, if we... Well, one, you need a place to, to stand, sit, lay down mm-hmm. with this headgear, whatever you have on you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And two, if movies are the window to reality, which they are, then we would know that Your it's, reality. <laughs> it's going to come full circle, and there's no way this would be the outlasting thing. There's something about touch, dude. You know that a baby will die if it's not like held by human hands and, and touch in like a certain amount of days? I feel like there's... I don't know if that's true or not. It's 100% so, true. Somebody needs to look that up. Yeah. Challenge, fact check. Uh, and how do, you, how do you fact check it? How did they discover that? By torturing a baby? Uh, probably finding abandoned babies. Was Dr. Dead. Fauci involved? <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't think it's hard to figure that one out. But human touch goes a long way. Well, also, I mean, hey, economic factors. I mean, if, if the world as we know it took a, ch- a change, the physical world... You'd want some sort of mental drug to go into something else. Maybe yeah, the metaverse would be our escape, our new reality. We don't need a new planet to inhabit. We need like a new virtual planet. You, you know, though, the difference between your analogy of saying your I don't know what it was. Did you say your grandparents? I wasn't really listening. 50 years ago. Okay. 50 years ago, your grandparents then... Wouldn't believe the level. Wouldn't which... believe the level. in it. But the problem is, I feel like I'm constantly caught up with technology. I don't feel like I fall behind if there's something that I don't know what that look is for, but I, dude, if you want me, to, I was trying to be subtle. I don't. It wasn't. You and called you, it right out. If you want me to show you or I give feel you some like lessons, no way. On I, what? I feel like give me a, an example. I I gave. Oh my word! I gave I don't iPhone think you lessons the metaverse this week to like every age. I like every age. My seventeen-year-olds, twenty-five-year-olds, thirty-year-olds. I gave them. I was like, hey, did you know you can do this on your iPhone? Didn't even know that. That's me keeping up with technology that they didn't know. I feel like I could have started a rap there. Yeah, that was a that was like a, a cadence you had there. I don't know, man. Maybe you're what, really what is banking. doubting you on me on this keeping up with technology? Be- Give me one example of how I in your okay, world, let me just me and you together haven't kept up on technology. Let me just tell you that I feel like you focus in almost exclusively on technology i'm glad i'm glad it's a feeling that's what you that's your high watermark for whether you're like a a boomer or not right like that's your definitely not a boomer that's your high watermark to go as long as i can grasp fundamentally the technology no that's not the only thing but then there's like things like like, i also have to know the current music mm, that's where i think pop culture is where you lose me a little bit no because i I feel like i know more about pop culture by a long stretch are you serious right now (laughs) then you you. have to be kidding me no i want to play oh my gosh i can't i want to be what is that i literally want to yeah i want to be quizzed on this to see who knows more about pop culture yeah i am flabbergasted that you think this right now and you know what? This is mind I blowing. I feel like I try to avoid technology because you I really. Are, even if I asked anybody right now who knows us, they'd be like, "Aaron doesn't know anything. He's a fence post. He's he's yeah. he he watches documentaries. Mm-hmm. He like if you want to know something that Aaron knows, like if you were a Lifeline on mm-hmm. uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it was like, okay, the categories are pop culture, history, economics. They're going economics and history. I'm calling Aaron. Pop culture, I'm calling Marshall. They're no. not calling you, man. True, true that they would call me about those things. Yes, that is true. And I would say they'd be better off about pop culture calling almost anyone, but not you. Are you? 
Yes. I'm a, offense taken. Yes. 100%. Well, it should be because I do notice you put a lot of emphasis on staying young through keeping up with technology, which you have a tenuous grasp on it. Tenuous grasp. Uh, I, I wouldn't I say you're because I, I, I feel like that's a good thing, but no, the way you not. said it, it makes it sound like it's I, not a lot. I feel like you have not a, like you you know Ten, a lot about what you know a lot tenuous about. Tenuous has the word ten in it, which I, is almost maximum. I wouldn't say it's cutting edge though. I would say you're slipping. I'd say you're you're you've reached your what? prime. What you're on the decline. I'm like I'm so kind I know, of blown away. I know, a little but bit. that's what boomers what do. What in our interactions have told you or given you the impression? That I don't. Okay, let me just tell you what it is. Yeah, give me. I need an example. Young people have this ability to grasp new technology, like as though they've just been dealing with it out of the womb, and it's just part of their DNA. Whereas with you, who did you don't have that, nor do I. I, hmm. Nor do I. It's it becomes obvious. Willing to lump myself as technology advances, that it's not coming as easily. I understand what you're. I'm saying. I understand cracks, what you're getting at with the technology the stuff. Cracks are in the foundation. Still, you're I, hanging on. Man. I refuse to. I refuse to agree with that one. But what's where's the pop culture here? What in our interactions has said I don't? I know less about pop culture than you. I just feel like I've made mention of a few things that you're like. I don't even know what that is, and I was like, oh, it's because it's a rap person or a pop culture reference or some drama between these two celebrities. Yeah, misremembering yeah, things. No. no, I think maybe if you said words like tenuous and and uh, and Keynesian economics, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Hey, that's actually but, a good subject too. We could get into that. See, but no, you're the boomer. Listen, I I'll admit technology is not my favorite thing. So it's like, like for instance, I don't even have, and this is gonna be a telltale sign. The ear, what are they? Earpods. AirPods. AirPods. See, don't even have those. I, How would you say that you're up to speed on pop culture and you don't know the term AirPods? Because <laughs> it's well, technology. Can and we I go don't ahead care. and write a point down for Marshall uh, um, on pop culture? I'm going to start keeping pop culture reference. We should. We should yeah, really keep keep. Track I will. Of that. Our producers that we don't have will write but them on the board. But this is why I think you're underestimating the, the metaverse. You've dismissed it so quickly as like, nah, nothing's going to substitute. Anytime somebody, as a new technology emerges, goes, yeah, but it'll never do X. I go, mm, I think you're wrong. Okay, I will come on your side when I shouldn't have used the term never. I don't, you're right, because I was actually reflecting on that on my way home. I don't point have for any Aaron. idea, why, not point for pop yep. culture. Nope. Point as in, I'm agreeing with you on something. You're General welcome. point. <laughs> okay, but uh, but never is a strong word. I don't like a lot of absolutes. Yeah. You are correct in that. But I, I can write some things off and say... There, there are some things that I do know. You cannot substitute physical human interaction. You just can't. Mm, not a one-to-one substitute, for sure. But it's like like you would never get the same feeling as you would, say, through physical touch in, say, the metaverse. Maybe there is no one-to-one substitute. You know, speaking of pop culture, have you seen the movie? Was it Judge Dredd? No, it's not Judge Dredd. It's a Demolition Man. Have you seen Demolition Man with... With the uh, Snipes? Uh, yeah, in, in Sylvester Stallone. I think I've seen that back it's, like... When yeah, it's it old. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and they, he goes to the bathroom, and then he comes out. Sandra Bullock's even in it, and Rob mm-hmm. Snyder. And he goes, uh, what, what are the three seashells for? Because there's no toilet paper. This was like a huge meme during COVID, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there was out of toilet paper, and people were like, they don't, he doesn't know what the three seashells are for. I remember that. Yeah, and they never explain it, right? Okay, well, there's a scene when Sandra Bullock and him are like getting intimate, mm-hmm. and... They put on these headsets and they're gonna, you know, do the 
whatever they virtual do. Virtual thing. Yeah. yeah, the virtual. And he's like, uh, what is this garbage? This is stupid. Let me show you how you do it in real life. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, uh, no, that's gross. And he's like, no, nah, it, it's not. And then he convinces her. And then she's like, I'm in love with this this new this new thing thing this new old new. thing yeah <laughs> yeah that's true it's like that's it, again you movies being a window to reality sure but you've made another point for, on my side of the coin which is so. that i think that you develop a taste and preference for things and you can't imagine substituting those for different things but if all you knew was the metaverse right if all you you were born into basically where we do very little interactions in real life which you can kind of argue there's I mean, it's dissipating a little bit because I feel like there's a lot of COVID pushback where people are like, this is stupid. Like, I told you today that, what was it, uh, the Prime Minister of... Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, he the like The Prime said, Minister of Great Britain. So you know what that means? Sorry, total side note. Mm-hmm. I know I'm interrupting you. Uh, that means I don't want to travel to a lot of different countries because I'm I just... Why would you want to go to another country if stuff's not open? But dude, they're open. My wife's like, hey, that means we can go to... Northern Ireland, we can go to the, the four countries that are within that country, mm-hmm. um, Wales, England. I well, I was that. laughing today because someone was like, and just like that, uh, England is more free than America. Ugh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't gross. like that. Gross to the, we just, what is that scale that I gave you a long time ago? There was like, basically like this free, how free your country is. We just moved out. Oh, yeah. It was the index. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to look that up. Yeah, that's why I have an uh, American flag that's sitting behind you, that giant antique one that only has 48 stars, because we've never been more freer than we had those 48 mm. right there. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember where I was going with this conversation. But yeah, doesn't matter. I derailed I, you, and that is the point. Another I, point up for Marshall. Let's oh, I know what board. I was saying. I so was we're saying... We're talking two points for Marshall and one point for It's been a long time since you've de- we've done the derailing thing. I think you haven't derailed me in a long while. But I was saying no, that... I started to get a little bit of flack for it. I People think, were like, Marshall constantly interrupts. Mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. so? Yeah, but it's made me a better speaker because I just my Has train it? of thought I just set it aside and no, I go. That's I'll weird because nobody's on. said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have. <laughs> okay, I'm you're the somebody. most important. I was saying that pe- kids being born into this generation, I would think would have thought like if you'd asked me six months ago, I go, oh crap, these kids are gonna have a crappy life because they're gonna be doing all their classes on Zoom. Everything mm-hmm. is with a mask. Every you know vaccine passports and everyone needs to be booster shotted up and all that. But I don't, I'll admit, it's kind of taking a turn. It feels like there's more pushback, right? And people are tending to be like, no, nah, let's stop wearing these masks. Like right now, I go into any given store or establishment, regardless of what the mandate is, and I feel like it's 50-50. So that's yeah. a good thing, right? Yeah, I know this is a deal. We don't ever want to... You know what? I'm not even going to get into it. No, I was going to say, yeah. Let's, let's just not... Let's keep that mask talk away, except will they have that in the metaverse? No. If, no, hold on. In Viruses. all seriousness. viruses are a thing that exists in computers. I know that because I'm up to speed on pop culture and technology. (laughs) Because that's new age. See, you just dated yourself. The newest thing. Viruses, have you heard Um, of them? If if people in Portland were making their avatar, Mm -hmm. do you think they would make it with a mask on? Probably. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like, Wouldn't that just piss you off? TikTok for like world's fastest mask putter on her guy and it was like the cringiest thing ever. Did he put on like a bunch? He puts on like 14 masks in like 30 seconds. I saw seconds. people meme- are memeing that. Getting yeah. ready to go on an airplane. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Put it on. Yeah. Well. Did it, you see the guy that rode the airplane with a French fry in his mouth the whole way? So he didn't have to wear a mask? Oh, that's funny, dude. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
That's really funny. I want to try something like that, but every time I'm traveling, I feel like I'm with my family, and I go, I don't want to ruin the vacation by, you know, getting arrested. Yeah. It's like Joe Rogan said. He's like, I don't believe in the masks work, because he's had innumerable doctors come on and say masks are silly. Innumerable. But he said, I wear masks because I respect if it makes other people more comfortable. I don't care. And I was like, I I understand that. Hmm. A little bit. But the metaverse is something that I think you're underestimating a little bit. A little bit. I, I don't. The, think, I don't. I don't see the it. way you cast it aside almost immediately, and you used uh, absolutes immediately. Made me think that you you've really underestimated that it could really go in this direction, right? What would you do? Okay, so you've bitten off on this. Uh, it's going to take off, and there's going to be. Do you do you think that there's going to be virtual? Well, I know there already is, but do you believe that the virtual uh, currencies and the virtual um, Real estate is something that is going to take off just as much as wh- how I don't even know how I'm saying this. I know I'm tripping over my words, but mm-hmm. do you feel like that is going to be equally important owning uh, virtual real estate in that world? Yes, I think so. I, I think that right now we're having a, <coughs> a weird tug of war between like, for instance, cryptocurrency, which everybody mm-hmm. sort of casts off a little bit in the beginning and then it seems like it's still lingering around and we're it is still lingering I, I i have my doubts on that one now too no i i do too i really do i i, I doubt how long it will stick around and i i doubt that it will ever become a legitimate form did, of did you hear about that guy I, we talked about that right the guy in canada who was like an investor i don't know maybe we didn't the guy in canada who was an investor for cryptocurrency yeah and he, he like he's like 30 years old mm-hmm. and then he he it was like Bitcoin. He had his own wallet, yada, yada, yada. Tons of people invested in him, and he bought all this Bitcoin, and then he died. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people think he faked his death, but the problem with it is he is the only one who has the key to access all that money. Yeah. So all that money is just like locked, locked away. Up. And yeah. I don't love government interfering and stuff, but sometimes I go, I'd, I'd like to access that. Like if you lost the key to the safe, I'd be like, okay, let's drill it. You know, mm-hmm. or let's well, have you heard lock, about technology no companies to... who don't want to cooperate with like the FBI to get like, yeah, that irritates me. Yeah. So that's where like, I go. We're trying to catch a murderer here. Please just, right, just like comply. privacy. You're like mm-hmm. privacy. Nothing. We're just I think trying... it's Apple. I think Apple is like that a lot where they're like very, your information is Sorry. safe. You know, Jeffrey Which, Dahmer, that is a weird we're one. trying to protect him. Yeah. That is a weird one. Um, but. Yeah. Okay, I, so, so going so, back, so Bitcoin or going back to the real estate. If you think that's a virtual real estate, you think that's a real thing that's going to take off. I, I think it'll take off to some degree. Yeah, like NFTs have, and like. Okay. Bitcoin. Then what are you doing about it right now? What am I doing about it? I don't. Yeah. It's the I, same thing I'm doing about Bitcoin. Nothing. Okay. Why not? If you really think that it's something, you just told me I'm being ignorant that this stuff's going to take off, and I'm an idiot. I don't know all the words you said, but if you really think it's going to take off, then. Why don't you do something? Well, for one, I don't really have capital that I would want to gamble, and it would be a gamble. Oh, it would be a gamble. Yeah. Um, so because uh, okay. I think I think a lot of so affin- well, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy to look back and go, I should have done that, and I should have seen that mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. I still, if I had to go back and invest in Bitcoin, I still wouldn't have done it. If I if I didn't know then what I know now, I would still have not done it. Because it's still speculation, and I still believe that. Like, for example, there's a UFC fighter who's like, first thing I'm going to do when I win this giant purse of money is I'm going to convert half of it to Bitcoin. And I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. But, like, what do you hope to get from that? Because isn't it still kind of like a roller coaster ride a little bit? Like, What do you think is more stable, the stock market or Bitcoin? 
I mean, uh, crypto. Depends on what period of time you're looking at. Right now. Right now? I if think... you were going to take your money and they said, okay, Aaron, you can go into crypto or you can go into the stock market. Uh, oh, I would crypto all day long. You would? Oh, 100%. Where's your retirement money? Where is it? Yeah. It's in... The oh, stock market. Stock market. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but all day long, you just told <laughs> me it'd be in crypto. Isn't that funny? I talk to so many people and they're like, oh yeah, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. And I go, great. Why aren't you doing it? What stops you from doing that? From investing in crypto? Yes, you just said. Mm-hmm. I said, what would you do? Crypto or uh, uh, stock market? And you said There's... 100%. 100% crypto. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Rewind, Rewind the tape. It. That's a good question. I don't know. That, that's a good question. Why not? The, the risk takers are the people who get rich, right? Or poor. But they also can get rich. Why not be that person? If you feel like that, why aren't you going Well, I don't think that? it's a matter of getting rich. I think it's a matter of not being poor. Okay. Well, either way. Why aren't yeah. you doing it? Well, I feel like, I've told you this a hundred times, I feel like most of the money that I have is tied up in things that are not my retirement. Doesn't matter. You have money in retirement, why don't you pull it out and put it in crypto? Yeah, maybe I will. Okay. Maybe I will. All right. I don't know. I have been thinking about other things to invest in because I feel like there is a certainty at this point that the stock market is going to crash. When you say crash, do you mean go all the way to the bottom or what do you mean by that, economist? I mean similar to 08, like where people are going to lose their retirements and... I mean, Lose all their money in the retirement? I mean, to whatever. I don't even know because Let's I wasn't say, invested in. Can, can you in. just help me out here? Because I'm, an, I'm a layman when it comes to this. And I know you're the the master's degree. Okay. when you <laughs> Let's say I had $100,000 yeah. in, in my retirement okay, mm-hmm. right now. And uh, I don't know how long it took me to get there. But let's say it took me 10 years to get there. So if I put 100000 or I have 100000 in there, it probably means I put 60 and 40 earned out, right? Probably mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you say I put sixty in there, forty earned out, I have a hundred thousand. And when you make that statement, the stock market is going to go down. Let's pretend it does. What what happened to my retirement there? Did it go to zero, or where did it go to? I think it just goes to the same percentage. Well, it depends on what portfolio you have too, because certain portfolios are going to get hit worse than others. Like there are some people who are older who have more of like a. Uh, high yield high portfolio risk. of like bonds right that are oh, more okay. um like less risky like generally the older you get the more they convert your portfolio to like less risk okay and so the real people who are going to get hurt are the people who are like beginning of retirement funding to like middle maybe three quarters depending on your risk we're level. probably middle <sighs> yeah yeah okay, I so you're saying think, it would go to zero i'm saying where are you, where are you saying it's gonna go well, I don't, I mean, again, that's a really weird question, but it it's would not a weird, go, I'm just saying if there was an 08 recession that happens and you're saying the stock market crashed, because people like to use the word crash. I don't know about zero, but I think most people will lose a good, like over half. Over half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have $100,000 in there. I just lost 50 grand right off the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. And that's about what happened in 08? Yes. I think a lot of people Because when you say lost, lose retirement, I feel like I lost it all. But if I lost half, I'm not saying I wouldn't be upset, but at least I have something in there. Yeah, right? so it's like, and, and again, it depends on how long you've been investing and all of that, because that would determine a lot of, like, if you've been investing for 40 years and the stock market has gone up to a certain point and then it drops by, you know, half, you're still at a better position because you started way down here. So, yes, but I think people will lose their retirements, and by lose their retirement, I mean... So, would you... Okay. If Do you think feel like that's inevitable, that that's happening? <sighs> yep. Why don't you pull your money out of retirement? Uh, because I don't... I actually don't have a ton of money in retirement, for one. So, and, you're just willing to lose it, then? Uh, 
I feel like I've actually in the last two weeks have been thinking, okay, I think I probably, if I'm willing to bet on myself and go what I think is correct, and I do feel like I'm correct, I probably should take that money, even if that's not like the majority of the money that I have, I should take that and put it somewhere that will either hedge against what's going to happen or I will profit from it. Now, that's the part, that's the harder part for me to understand is how to profit from it. I could think of ways that I could keep it safe. Because just having cash doesn't do anything for you. No, no. And especially during inflationary, like what we're going through is inflation. What do you you think a financial advisor would tell you to do? I don't know. It depends on their credibility and their like character. I think a good financial advisor. Well, and here's the other thing. Have you ever met people who are like, oh, my last job was a financial advisor. And you're like, how were you a financial advisor? Thinking of one person off the top of my head who claims they were a financial advisor. Um, I'm thinking of another person who I employed who is currently starting a new career path as a financial advisor. And I go, what do you know about I, I, I need to know who these people are, so I can't wait till we're off the air, because I don't know who these are. Yeah, so depends on who it is. I think if they're actual, legitimate, like, accredited, educated, and they have good character, yeah, they would be telling you to get out of domestic stocks and into something else. Don't know what that is, because I'm not that well-educated, but I would think it's something <sighs> foreign. Something foreign. Invest in the metaverse. Bet, betting against the dollar is what they would tell you to do. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious if you're going to follow through on any of your... You know what? We we put together... We... I did, uh, and you piggybacked on it. Mm-hmm. The uh, New Year's podcast resolutions. podcast is called Two Opinionated Guys. And it was mostly my opinion that you thought was good. Uh, and so you jumped on my um, New Year's resolutions. Do you have a financial portion of your New Year's resolutions? Uh, survive. Survive is that what it says? Well, I mean, Did I you just write that down. I'm j- you should write. I'm I'm challenging you because I'm super curious, and this would be ballsy, and this would be. I would love to look back and go, look back with you, and you go, dude, I made a pretty brave move, and I did this, and it panned out. So you should map some of those out because you just had you give a, a lot of advice, and sometimes I look at you and I go, are you following it? Well, you have to understand that, A, I've just made a lot of my biggest financial moves like in the last two years. So it's not as like, it's not as though I've had 15 years of wealth accumulating and I've got this huge portfolio that I'm, I'm tossing around. And do you consider yourself a millionaire? And <laughs> no. <laughs> and so that's Does anybody. The, that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is I'm developing my ideas through what you call advice is me talking. I'm developing my ideas through spitballing them with you and going, does that make sense or does that not make sense, right? Right. <clears throat> and so you are a person who knows, I don't know, two years ago I came to you and was like, hey man, I think inflation is going to be a huge issue in the future. And you're like, great, what do we do? And I go, I don't know what to <laughs> do. And I don't know when to do it. And so I think I've been really hammering on that idea for a couple of years and, you know, not... <laughs> But right after that, coronavirus hit, and then it was like, wait, this adds a weird complexity to the it whole It really thing. did. I mean, I, I think economists, historians, all that are going to look at this time and go, what happened? Right. And what did we take away from that? Because everything you say that's like traditional economics that you can apply to now, there's always a weird twist because you're like, but, but the, then there was like that mass unemployment for like a minute. And then the government pumped in money. And they pumped in this money. And then they did it again. And, and then, then they force you you couldn't work but could work and right and, and and then there was like the chip shortage which 
I mean, the supply chain issue. Supply dropped, so demand went up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like all these complexities that's... You know what another thing that's interesting is? uh, I was talking to somebody today. The supply chain, if you are a person who wanted to get your cost down, you outsource your supply to China, right? Mm -hmm. That's just what you did. Every company does it. Well, all of a sudden, now we can't get the stuff. So then what do you do? You go, okay, well, then I need to get American-made products, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the quickest I can get it. Mm-hmm. If it's made here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, but I don't know if people are making that adjustment or if they're just, like American products just aren't being made because there's not enough workers. Well, I, I wouldn't, ho- wouldn't that be the, wouldn't this be the shift where you'd go, okay, we're not outsourcing as much? Well, I don't think a lot of people realize how much of their daily lives uh, and the goods they consume are subsidized from foreign economies such as China. We say China a lot, but it's it's I guess it's Asian countries a lot, but it's other countries too. I don't think people realize how much of their daily lives are subsidized by foreign economies. So I don't know, but I certainly hope that through all of this, we have this resurgence in like American products. Also, I I thought about this today. So, you know, we are in the car industry and we buy cars from all over and it's hard to get them shipped right right but it's hard for anybody to get anything shipped at what point do companies go fine i'm just gonna have my own truck drivers mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ship my own stuff if i'm you know uh if i'm apple i'm just gonna get my own trucks and i'm gonna have stuff shipped if i'm us we're gonna go fine we'll just hire a truck driver we'll buy our own truck and we'll go get our stuff shipped because that's the only way we can manage it Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen in a lot of industries? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I think the me of even a few years ago would be like, well, who cares? It's comparative advantage. Like, it's okay that we get a lot of our stuff from other countries as long as we. But the caveat being, we have to have. Something I remember to offer we them. had one called China. Yeah, it was the episode called China, and you were like, "Yeah, you were, you were a communist." Yeah, <laughs> I did. I went full <laughs> communist. No, I actually was. And I still argue that comparative advantage is real and that, like, if, if other countries do better at certain things, it's fine. But the caveat is you have to have something to trade in return. But the problem with what we're doing right now is that we've spent the last 20 years basically consuming super cheap foreign-made products and not producing anything to export in return. Mm-hmm. So there's no balance there. And so so this is what I worry about with what's happening now where I go, well... I mean, China's just going to call in the bill and be like, sorry, we don't trust you anymore. Give us all of the, you know, we're going to, hey, they've already done it. They've stopped giving us things that we need, like the chip shortage is an example. Mm-hmm. And we're screwed from that. that we are. I, I, I'm still kind of not understanding why somebody wouldn't just start making those. I don't know either. Except I did hear the explanation that it's kind of old technology. Mm. So in order to start it, they would just be making chips strictly for, um, <clears throat> older produced products like if you're going to make something new and innovative it's not going to have that technology of chips yeah that's the only explanation that kind of makes sense to me yeah so it's like we're basically built on an infrastructure that's outdated already but that's everything Mm -hmm. and so it's like you wouldn't build something to subsidize an old machine so we just have to kind of power through these and get to the new ones well i hope that it's like you know like you watched when you were sick world war ii and in color dude yeah i was laid out for a whole day and i watched that whole thing the level of production that america basically became like the powerhouse of production here's what i don't understand about that yeah we had like three battleships go down right Mm -hmm. get i don't they were shot got sunk and they're like okay we need this operational and like a week. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay. And they somehow, I don't know, got it out of the water, fixed it. And they're like, what should have taken months 
took like a week. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Mm-hmm. How is that even? I I get it. They put every man on it, but it's not just getting people on it. It's like working at lightning speed. Well, it's like sometimes you really bother me at work because <laughs> somebody will give you like a perfectly credible like objection, and you'll go, "Yeah, but I just you just have to do it." And they're like, <laughs> "It's like." It catches people off guard because they're like, right, but I just explained why I can't. But you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Like, mm-hmm. like just, it can be done, so it just has to be done. Right. If the, and, if the possibility I, is there. I think about that with Trump and the vaccine, right? To some degree. Wasn't that what happened? Like, he basically was just like, we need it sooner. And so they basically just cut all the red tape and then the vaccine came yeah. through. It's like, when you want things done, you just get it done. And yeah, World War II in color was a prime example. I go, dude, we just literally went from a depression to like, the most booming economy ever in the in a span of, I mean, when did the depression in like 1929? It's it's and a, five years later we were just boom, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting things about that. I could talk about that whole. We could do a whole podcast just dissecting that World War II. Uh, Sounds like we need to start a second podcast and do history. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, great. We would lose so many people along the way. I'm sure <laughs> all 200. <laughs> Sounds so boring, but it wouldn't be. It would be fun. I mean, huh? just if you want to watch that, I mean, the mo- probably the most interesting thing, which everybody's going to go, I knew that. But they didn't really, you don't, you know things, but you don't really like let them register and sink in until you watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just the fact that the, <laughs> our guys were not our guys, the French were fighting the Germans and they're like, these guys seem like superhumans. I don't understand mm-hmm. what's going on. We can't keep fighting day and night and, but they were on methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. They were on drugs. Mm-hmm. And Hitler's like, oh, yeah, feed them this stuff. This stuff's good. And then they didn't even realize what they were taking, right? And they're just like, oh, man, I feel great. I don't, I don't need to sleep. I don't uh, I don't have feeling for other people. I can kill people. And it really doesn't bother me. Right. <laughs> so they were super soldiers. Yeah. They literally were. Well, and they were, like, experimenting with things that were, like, weird chemicals for chemical warfare. Like, Hitler was up to some very devious things that he didn't get executed and thank god he didn't like i mean they talked about like zyklon b which is like um a a substance that they initially used to like exterminate they they used it to clean their factories and they're like hey we could turn this into how to kill people well they they did turn a lot of it into i mean they they started they're like oh man shooting all these jews takes a lot of bullets what if Mm -hmm. we just like you know figured it out an easier way with the gas chamber and they did which was super crazy and super sad and you um that documentary opened up i'm like man we live in such a different time i mean those guys landed they parachuted into a country they had no idea what they were getting into Mm -mm. they didn't know the terrain they didn't know the weather they didn't even know who the bad guys were half the time because i mean everybody wears green Mm -hmm. right so well dude it's like i'm watching a documentary right now it's a Ken Burns documentary. Do you know who Ken Burns yeah, is? Yeah, he's the guy who invented the photos that go from small to big. Yeah. Do you know that from iMovie? I know that from, yeah, I guess Ken Burns effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, oh, that's funny. But he does, oh, obviously, a bunch of documentaries, and I've been plowing through a bunch of I know of because I'm interested in pop culture. Okay. <laughs> and he does one on the Dust Bowl, and I have been into that one. It's like a... Six oh, the Dust Bowl is super interesting. Super yeah. interesting, dude. And like, man, you want to go, holy crap, no matter what economic meltdown happens to us, even if it lasts two years of my life, nothing, nothing compared to what those people went through. Yeah. I mean, 10 years of poverty, 
I mean, hardly eating. Their family, their kids were dying. Why did the Dust Bowl happen? Like, it was just because they basically they they basically like uh, Easterners moved west, and as they moved west, they saw these vast plains of fields, and they're like, for a long time, they're like, I don't think you can do anything with this land. They thought it was just like unindustrialized, like it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And then somebody realized, like, oh, actually, you can plant crops here, and it will they'll grow. But the problem is, is that it was all prairie grass. And so they turned, they would like plow it and they basically just plowed it into a oblivion and there were no modern farming practices. So they would just plow it and plant, plow it and plant, plow and plant, and they depleted the soil. And then basically oh. it got to the point where all of the topsoil was just loose and dead and it blew away. Like they basically just blew it down to like bedrock. Well, that's why they say dust. Yeah. And so it was literally like, I mean, they said something like, I don't know, some astronomical amount of the earth basically moved from the plains out west or to the ocean or to the east. And these pe- poor people were just left going, "What? Are, we don't understand what's happening. It was like a, <laughs> there was like plagues of locusts and rabbits. Yeah. Wow. And this was 10 years. 10 years. Can you imagine living? I mean, your life is at 80 years, maybe. You would, <clears throat> wouldn't you just move? A lot of them did, but it's like the Ken Burns documentaries like this story of perseverance and hope and so they actually the cool thing is they interview a lot of people who were actually there obviously old but it was like done yeah i think rachel's grandpa was in it in texas yeah and they talk about hope just how every day you wake up and it's a bad day but you hope that tomorrow is a better day and that's what they lived on that's crazy it's funny how there's a lot of technology in farming right Mm -hmm. you know just understanding that you can only do so much with that soil without you know uh yeah, doing something different. I don't. I know. mean, just, I don't even know what. But like, I've heard burning fields. Burning fields is good for soil, but you yeah. can only do that so many times. Oh, they intentionally. I mean, there's controlled burns in Oregon. They burn. They burn the land intentionally. And you'll see them rotate fields. Yeah, they'll rotate their rotate crops. fields and like doing those little like I don't know you call them like little hills, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't just plant on flat ground. You do it in little hills so the wind can't blow everything away. Ah, just weird things like okay. that um, that they learned. And you know what's funny is we were talking about World War II. Uh, Roosevelt was president during World War II, but he was also president during the Dust Bowl, and he had to deal with that. Imagine being a president through all that. When was the Dust Bowl? What year was that? I think it's like it was right after like, the Great Depression. Yeah, I think it was right. I think it was during the Great Depression. Yeah, that's right. And after, so overlapped. So, so Great Depression, the Dust Bowl, and then World so War. So II. in the metaverse, how do you farm and how do you get food? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Are no they... Dust Bowls in the metaverse. Uh, how? Maybe. I don't know. They're gonna simulate depression. They're like, okay, well, this place. Hey, if it's anything sucks. like PlayStation, we'll just have a cheat code. Like decibels coming, cheat code. Did you ever play SimCity? SimCity, I played yeah. The Sims. Is that the same thing? No, that's like the newer version. But like SimCity would be like, you would build a city, and then you'd put like a library in. You'd build roads and mm-hmm. I don't know stadiums and neighborhoods, and then you'd simulate it to go by a year, two years. You go warp speed. Mm. Never played this. See what happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. it's. The Sims. Yeah. It's The Sims, right? But it yeah. was called Sim City originally. Sure. Okay, the OG. And then, yeah, you you would want to see what happened, and it, it was it was fun. That's kind of what I feel like maybe mm-hmm. the the metaverse is forming into. Well, when you really think about like the little speck of time that you're existing on the planet Earth, sometimes you wish you could just be like, I just want a glimpse into like 300 years from now. Just I wish I could just see, just a glimpse. What would it be like if there was some piece of technology that you could go? You know, it's so far in the future. You see it in a lot of movies. What would that te- piece of technology that you go, I would want that right now. I would be into that. 
a piece of technology. Yeah, you see it in movies, you're always like, you know, that uh, whether you can, um, you know, the, the, the contacts that take pictures or, or record video, you know, that you got in your eyeballs or um, jetpacks or... No, I don't think... I think everything I would want to do, and this is going to be a strange... Well, it won't be strange for me, actually. Would Reading be the future. time moving, but I would want to go backwards. What? That's, I'm going to go you're back talking, in time. You're talking about a time machine? I want to go back... Yes. I want to go back... That's a weird way to say a time machine. A time machine, and I want to go backwards, and I would want to see, like, biblical days... Oh. I'd want to see like dinosaurs. I would want to see go, like. What would you do? Just be like a fly on the wall, or would yeah, you go totally. and get involved? Medieval days. I'd want to see that too. No, I don't want to be involved. When was the medieval days? What time period is that? <sighs> I don't know. I feel like the medieval days are not documented anywhere. It's, everybody talks about them, but when you go, hey, when was that? Nobody can articulate the date in which medieval times were. From now on, this will be my answer. Five hundred. I'm okay. I don't know. <laughs> I would I would go with a teleportation device. Mm. That would so you could just go wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's cool. Uh, what do you mean? You guess that's cool? You could you could but be you're, like you're like the classic guy who I'd go. Aren't you the guy who's like Mister? Oh, I want to touch and feel everybody. Wouldn't you want to be like the guy who's like, yeah, but I like the drive because I can listen to a podcast no, and, and forget music that. I'd be and, like, oh, okay, you live in Florida. I live in Florida too, but I work in Portland, Oregon. Get me like, there yesterday. Zoop. Yep. Yeah. Boom. There. Done. I mean, it would make you more efficient. That's for sure. You could go anywhere. But they wouldn't, wouldn't matter where you lived. Wouldn't say you could the work curiosity. anywhere and live anywhere. Don't you have curiosities you would want to like? If you had to given the access to like, you get one piece of technology. Would you have curiosity you would want to satiate, not just get there faster? Yeah. No. No, that's weird. It's not weird. That's real weird. Because you know, also, I feel like. You're not a, a curious person. I no. I just feel like a, a time machine is just not fathomable. Really, that just doesn't make logical sense. But a teleportation <laughs> device seems like it could exist. Oh, okay, I didn't know it had to be fathomable. The, the other thing that I thought about with the uh, if you're talking about this metaverse hyperbole, what if you could get some sort of symbiote, like a, a person that could be you? So you're going and visiting. Say for instance, you're you're visiting your family back back east, mm-hmm. and you could put on a headset, and you could they, there was a physical being of whatever form it was mm-hmm. that was there, and all you had to do was put on a headset, and all of a sudden you got to interact with them as if you were there. You're not there. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? That'd be cool as long as they could w- work out the kinks of like um, lag times and like you know when you're on a Zoom call, you're like, okay, yeah, that's the worst. You talking or am I talking? I know who's talking. They like ask a question, then you ask a question, and then they go to answer the question. Or, dude, yeah. have you ever experienced like an Instagram account that you're like something about this just feels like a bot, like it's not a real human run account, right? Like, or comments. Sometimes you see comments, and it's like. Like, I, I'm a weird person that likes to read comments on everything. Like, I yeah, go, oh, weird. Joe Biden said something. Whoa, what are these comments going to say? I want to see who agrees with him and who doesn't. But it you depends up, on the source. And then You end up seeing a lot of comments that are, like, clearly just bots, right? Just yeah. fake accounts. I feel like that's if that technology existed, you'd run into people and you'd be like, I think that was a bot. Hmm. I think that wasn't a real person. All right. Well, I will ask you this. How far away do you think we're, we are from... This metaverse being, I mean, I know Facebook came out with this thing and they're thinking it's going to take off. And 10 years. 10 years till it's like a talked about thing. Because we're talking about it, no, but I we're think, not like seriously talking about it, you know? I think in the same way you could go back to like 2010 and like everyone wasn't glued to their phones. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, I think there's going to be a lot more immersion into so, like digital. So five years from now, buy some virtual real estate. 
buy some Snoopy Snoop Dogg's neighbor. Would you buy some virtual real estate? No, I think I'd rather just live my life and die and be done with it. Even if I miss the fad, don't care. You don't care about it? No. Okay. Will you buy an Oculus? No. Hmm. I don't think so. That's I, I, Well, I don't know. Maybe. I've heard some good things. I feel like it's weird how things just bubble up in, mm-hmm. in your, like, your vision. Where, like, I heard about Oculus, like, once in the last year, and then in the last six months I heard about it a few more times, and then now you've, you're talking about it, and I go, seems like a bunch of people are talking about it, so maybe I will try it. Yeah, I'll have you try it. I'll have you try it, Eli's. I don't, we don't go sit in chat rooms. We Do you get motion games. sick? No. So, because I I could get motion sick pretty easy. Oh, I do wonder that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so I'm a little nervous. So you're not going to be able to participate in the future. Sorry, so, man. I'll just, I'll live out in the woods and I'll die off. Oh, you want to hear something funny? So I was talking to, we were talking the other night when my friends was over and talking to Rachel about how we start our show and uh, how we just don't really have any intro whatsoever. And I said, hey, baby, you listen to a lot of podcasts. Tell me what you think. Then she's like, yeah. You guys are weird. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, it's not weird. It's just who we are. And then uh, my friend goes, dude, you didn't sign off the other day. And I go, what do, you, what do you mean? He goes, you guys didn't give your intro at the end like you usually do. I was like, oh, hmm. oh that's interesting. And then I told my wife about that. She goes, wait, you say welcome at the end? I said, mm-hmm. yeah, it really started off as a joke as if we would forget because we would just start talking. And then at the end. But now it's like officially how I know we're ended because yeah. in the same way, I don't know when we start half the time. Yeah. I I wouldn't know when we ended if you didn't welcome everybody. Right. So yeah. welcome to the Two Opinion Guys podcast. Welcome. I'm Marshall and this is Aaron. <laughs>